0: You are listening to the Innovators Behind Disruption, a podcast series brought to you by Evolve ETFs. The world is evolving. Your investments should too.
1: Hi there, and welcome back to our next episode of the Innovators Behind Disruption. My name is Raj Lala, CEO of Evolve. I have a very special guest with us today named Scott Bullis. Scott is uh, an advisor at IA Private Wealth.
2: Scott, thanks for joining us.
0: Glad to, have, glad to be here. Thank you very
2: much. So why don't we start out because, you know, you and I have had a
1: couple of conversations and I found you very forward thinking in the way that you're looking at disruptive technology and integrating it into your client portfolios. Uh, maybe we'll start out by uh, you can give everybody a little bit of an overview of your practice and your
2: background. Um, okay, we'll
0: start with my background because it really kind of defines how I look at um, this whole area. Back in 1998, I was working in Salt Lake City for a high-tech 3D engineering company. I got a call from a colleague to join his new internet startup. I asked to read the business plan. He said I couldn't read it because I hadn't written it for him yet. Um, <laughs> I wrote my first business plan ever. And... A few weeks later, I was the chief marketing and strategy officer for a company in San Francisco with a $25 million first round. And that's how a lot of the dot-com era really started up. Managers, engineers, coders all kind of congregated and started to build this new world. And so I've been part of disruptive technology for a long time now, and it's always been part of my investment practice because... Those companies which were just starting then are now of course our largest capitalization companies. Um, back in mm-hmm.
2: nineteen
0: ninety-eight the biggest companies in the world were Microsoft, but GE, ExxonMobil, Royal Dutch Shell, Merrick, Pfizer, Intel, Coca-Cola, Walmart. You know, now it's a completely different list. And a lot of those came out of that dot com era. It's Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, Meta, Tesla. Virtue Hathaway, mm-hmm. TSMC, Tencent, and Nvidia. So, um, and I think that's disruptive technology is going to create that list for 2030.
2: So how would you say the growth and adoption of disruptive tech is today versus the dot com boom? Uh,
0: completely different. Um, the big difference is it was a little David's at the time. It was startups. It was people with dreams. Now, this is the Goliath realizing that to survive and to stay the Goliath, they need to have that next great thing. Apple's stock just recently hit a new high based on the rumor only that it might have uh, an, a fully autonomous EV coming out. Um, That's right. Facebook has changed its name Titan. to Meta. Exactly. Um, Facebook has changed its name to Meta and is investing $10 billion a year. I mean, the technology that's being built at FRL, the Facebook reality labs is. staggering. So these are Goliaths that are going to be changing the world, putting incredible computing power, incredible money and bringing in the world's greatest minds to create this new, which is very different from what it was back in 89. Sorry, back in 98.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've seen massive progression. So when you're looking at investment opportunities for your clients, are you are you straddling big tech and then also trying to find some of those companies that will become uh some of those future big tech companies in the future? Is that is that your overall uh plan and and philosophy of investing for clients in this area?
0: absolutely. Um and that's I think one of the things people ask me, you know, how do I invest in some of these areas? And quite frankly, if you're in the Nasdaq 100 or the S&P 500, you have a lot of it because Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, all of them are part of this disruptive technology. But I do think it's also important to find those companies that are going to get the 200% growth that actually may end up being acquired by these companies, but that are going to build these new, more innovative building
2: blocks. And what industries do you see that? And what, like, without naming specific companies, uh, where
1: where do you see a lot of that 200% growth coming from in terms of specific sectors or subsectors?
0: Well, the way I look at it is, my my favorite personal area is cloud computing. And the right. reason is if you look at a whole bunch of the disruptive technologies, um, they all end up having to come back to the cloud. So whether it's FinTech, whether it's personalized medicine and genomics and biotech, whether it's autonomous vehicles, all of these things are even worse or better depending upon how you look at it, the metaverse, all of them require tremendous data capabilities. And so each one of these disruptive technologies feeds back to that one. So while it's harder to predict whether autonomous vehicles will be available in five years or seven years or how quickly some of these new genomic therapies will roll out, they will all roll back to cloud computing. And so I think it's an
2: area that will grow exponentially. I totally agree with you. Uh...
1: So if you think if you think back to well not back to because we're still in the pandemic, but if you think back to pre pandemic, some some of these technologies were already starting to emerge, some of them more mature than others, of course. What technologies do you think have been accelerated by the pandemic and created long term permanent shifts for us as consumers and also investors?
2: Uh Two come to mind. Uh
0: The first is the work from home, study from home, exercise from home, socialize from home, interact from home kind of whole sector. And the idea that we don't have to co-locate to do things together. And I think that is going to, companies are just starting to realize the impact of that. And readjust to what that potential is and i think the companies that readjust to it will do fantastically and, and that's for everything that's higher education uh, as you might know i've yeah. taught for a lot of years as well and higher education got a real wake-up call when it realized if properly done you know a bunch of this education can be done remotely so does everybody have to go to campus for university and I think that's the area that I think is going to be the most profound. We're really going to relook at decisions which we had always truths that we had always held as being self evident, which we'll now realize, you know, there's a lot more flexibility to that. Uh, the second one is the whole area of genomics and
2: biotech. Uh some of the
0: methodologies that were just theories before now are, you know being literally injected into millions of people every day. So I think there's some breakthroughs in that area that are going to advance medicine much
2: faster than we ever anticipated. Yeah, I totally agree with that as well. I mean, mRNA
1: got put in the spotlight during COVID um, through obviously you know, the development of the vaccine. And I think a lot of people underestimate the other uses of mRNA uh, technology And the way it's going to impact, you know, other common ailments like liquid biopsies for, or not liquid biopsies, but treatments for uh, cancer and heart disease and diabetes. So I think that's a really interesting area to be to to be uh, to be looking at it completely. I agree with you. Do you think that your industry has been disrupted much in the financial services side, Uh,
2: or do you think it needs some disruption?
0: well, I don't think it was disrupted as much. I do think it needs disruption in, in two ways. Um, well, I think one way it will be disrupted and one way it needs disruption. Um, uh, there will be more choice available to everybody um, from digital wallets to different ways to invest. I think the the range of choices and options are going to be tremendous and that's great for the consumer. It really is, or so for the investor. It, they're They're going to have lots of different ways and each person's going to be able to approach the financial world in their own way and i think that's great um the other part which is more of a hope
2: the previous generation of disruption social media etc has
0: has just weaponized consumerism and we have people that feel heartbroken if they don't have a particular purse that You know, my parents wouldn't have even known it existed, yet alone feel heartbroken, which they didn't own it. Um, Yeah. And I think we need as an industry to to weaponize saving and financial literacy just as much. We need to feel responsible to do the other side of it. You know, if disruptive technology is going to build up consumerism, how do we build up financial literacy and the expectation to
2: save just as much? uh let's talk about a couple of uh areas that are very
1: hot in the press, and there's obviously been some uh corresponding performance with what are you what's your what's your view on cryptocurrencies? Do you see them as a disruptive not necessarily technology but you could say technology but more so a disruptive innovation in terms of the way we uh invest and
2: the way we'll be living from a a payments perspective for example? um wow that's a tough question um bluntly i
0: i see cryptocurrency being a digital gold um Mm -hmm. a store of wealth if you want to call it um so i see that as a a part of investing ongoing and i don't think that will disappear as far as payment systems uh, yes, we're going to go to different forms of payment systems, whether it's digital wallets or, and whether those digital wallets are based on a cryptocurrency and whether that cryptocurrency is related to a sovereign currency or not. I think those are all still up in the air. I do think that part will be less disruptive and more progressive than a lot of people think. Yeah. Um, so, uh, plus, Governments are going to ensure they can
2: tax. I I think if we underestimate that, we're we're being silly. Yeah, so so
1: you didn't name the cryptocurrencies, but I guess what you're saying is you see the value more so in, as you said, a store of value, digital gold, which would correspond with Bitcoin, uh, and potentially less so with uh, cryptocurrencies that are being used in other forms like Ether and some of the other cryptocurrencies that are used for transactions as it relates to NFTs and smart contracts and so on. Is that kind of to summarize what your what your view is?
2: Well
0: like I said I think they will form a payment for certain things um, and as the metaverse grows and becomes more powerful there will definitely need to be currencies within it and ether seems yeah. to be the dominant currency that is most likely going to be that base. Um, and so it will have its its value there. Uh, I'm not sure. And, and it's not my greatest area of expertise, but I'm not sure we're going to mm-hmm. go down and buy a bag of rice with ether at a store in Canada. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a ways off. I do think there will be pieces where it, and like I I do think there's going to be just a tremendous number of options,
2: more than a dominance by one. So you
1: touched on the next topic that I wanted to cover. I mentioned there was two cryptocurrencies and metaverse, the the the, the M word uh, that yeah. has obviously gotten a lot of attention since Facebook uh, announced their plans for, from a corporate perspective, and also renaming uh, to to Meta. What are your views on? That industry, do you think that we are early days? I think you probably agree that we're early days, but do you see um, a a big, bright, shining light at the end of that tunnel in terms of the investment opportunity and the use cases?
2: Uh, I do. Um,
0: I think, first of all, the whole voice recognition side, um, Mm -hmm. whether it's Siri, Hey Google, uh, Cortana, There's even a Hey Facebook um, Alexa. I think that's one core building block technology. I think augmented reality and virtual reality are another core building block technology. Um, The metaverse allows you to take all these building blocks and put them together. Um, The work that's being done by Facebook reality labs in Pittsburgh on their avatar projects are Mm -hmm. incredible. The work they're doing in Sausalito on their physics-based avatars is, again, just my first piece in engineering. It's, it's staggering the amount of money and the staff that they're throwing on these things. So yes, I think it will come to, come to fruition. And I think we will, it will change the way we can interact. Um, but I think these, the core building blocks of voice recognition,
2: of AR, of, um, Avatar being built, avatars are being built, and they're getting really good. So I think it's coming. Yeah, they are. Um, Are you concerned
1: at all about the social aspect of many of the developments of these technologies? I mean, you mentioned earlier in terms of, you know, the pandemic kind of put a shot, got, got a shot on the arm into areas of online learning and education, online work, which means that you're home more. Uh, instead of out in the real world, you look at, you know, the metaverse obviously means that you are potentially in a virtual world more than you are in the physical world. Is that a concern to you at all?
0: Oh, absolutely. Tremendously. Um, Facebook, as you know, is already, or meta as we call it now, is already under a lot of scrutiny for the effects of their current products um, Mm -hmm. on our youth and on our people. I think the disruption that will come from a range of these technologies, whether it's autonomous vehicle ride sharing or autonomous vehicle delivery or more online shopping or just the disconnect of being in the metaphors, I think all of these have potentially incredibly disruptive um social concerns. And I think as a society, our biggest challenge is going to be how to put these into our society in a way that ends up being net positive. And I don't, don't yeah. think
2: I think we have a lot more technological answers than we have social.
1: I think you're right, definitely. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but maybe as we close off, uh what are the top 2 or 3 predictions for investing in disruptive technology or disruptive innovation that you have over the next 5 years?
2: Um I'm a big machine
0: learning proponent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really think it is going to fundamentally change literally every company and every profession and every industry. Um, it is the building block upon which so many of these other disruptive technologies that we've talked about are being built. So I'm a huge proponent of it. The companies that facilitate it, the companies that build the technologies that is that are used to power it and the companies that embrace it to change their product service offering, I think all of those areas are going to grow. Um, so that's my first core. I, I really think it's incredibly important. Um, we've mentioned autonomous vehicles. I think the whole EV autonomous vehicle area is going to be huge very quickly. Um, however, that already seems to be the darling of Wall Street. So some of the investment possibilities and that might be kind of covered a bit already. Um, the third area, and we've covered this one again, um, biotech medicine, healthcare. I think there are some incredible changes coming in there that will be breathtaking. Uh, the baby boomers are going to be wanting to be skiing at 90 and traveling the world at 90. And they're going to be looking for every possible, Mm -hmm. um, medical breakthrough to help them achieve that. I certainly know my clients are not looking at when they retire, are not looking at 10 year sedentary retirement at all. That's not their dream. So they will take every hip replacement, knee replacement, um, vaccine, anything that there is that will extend their quality of life. And I think the healthcare industry will respond and give things that we just can barely imagine now.
2: Totally agree. Scott? A pleasure as always speaking to you. Thanks a
1: lot for your time. Really enjoy talking to advisors that are very forward thinking in the way they look at the world and also the way they manage their portfolios. Congratulations and uh, thanks again for your time.
0: Thank you Raj, it's always a pleasure. You have been listening to the Innovators Behind Disruption, a podcast series brought to you by Evolve ETFs. Remain educated, be informed, Sign up for our newsletter and learn more at EvolveETFs.com.